I should probably just go, right? Yeah. What's up? This is Will James. <laughs> I have no idea what this is going to be. I don't know if this is going to be public or just for me, uh, but let's talk. All right, so my name is Will, like I said. Um, if you find this, if this ever becomes public, the chances are you either know me personally or you have found me through uh, a blog I write uh, called Between the Notes. Uh, most notably, there was a little issue with a fraternity house in Oklahoma, uh, and I had a reaction to it because I was a member there once. Uh, we don't have to get into all that. Uh, but that might be how you know me. So anyway... Uh, what is the purpose of this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> uh, essentially, um, I write or talk or do whatever I'm doing is kind of a therapeutic thing for me. It's almost like an audio journal uh, for me to, you know, verbally process something or get things off my chest, whatever. And I may or may not ever play this or any of these for anybody. Uh, or I may keep them for myself. I don't know. Uh, also, I may not always do this by myself. Uh, my wife and I, Deanna, uh, have recorded a few things a little bit. A couple of chats. Uh, they may not be timely anymore, so they may never see the light of day. But she may co-host these with me or be a, a guest. Uh, I don't know. I like to pick her brain sometimes. Um, have some friends that I'll probably have in from time to time. Who knows? Uh, the topics are going to range from, I don't know, uh, <laughs> anything really. Um, and sometimes they're going to be, I don't know, I'm kind of a wild-minded uh, person. There are going to be some that are probably like highly religious because something might be bothering me uh, that I want to get off my chest or whatever. Uh, some might sound like uh, I ain't never met nobody named Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Uh, who knows? Uh, but... We'll see. Anyway, sorry, I had a text message. I should probably turn that off. So anyway, there is absolutely nothing going on in my mind today. I just thought I would do this to make myself get started. So here we are. Uh, welcome. This podcast has no name at this point, so hopefully that changes sometime soon. Uh, and there's a little bit more direction. Uh, but I guess to give you a little background of why I would even need an audio journal or a journal of any kind is uh, recently it has been brought to my attention that I am highly depressed. <laughs> uh, it's weird to say it that way. I guess people normally would know. Um, I was hiding it well, uh, so well I was even hiding it from myself. Uh, and uh, that got unhealthy uh, relatively quickly. Um, I ended up in some interesting situations uh, that, well, I'm sure I'll get to later on, uh, but we don't have to start there because it's a real bummer. Uh, but let's give you a little background. I am uh, from Oklahoma, born and raised. I'm an attorney. Uh, I am married, like I said, to a lovely woman named Deanna James. James now. Uh, we've been married for eight years. We have two wonderful children. Uh, William the third, little trip, uh, and our baby girl, Caitlin, uh, they are spectacular children. I love them to death. Uh, 
but they drive me uh, crazy as well, uh, as I'm sure all kids drive their parents crazy. Uh, my parents always said, just wait till you have some of your own payback, you know, all that. It's real. It's true. It's violently true. Um, but I love it. It's a fun thing to do. Uh, it's a fun thing to be a part of. I'm one of those weird guys that always wanted to be married and have kids. So it's a it's an absolute pleasure and a dream come true for me, even though uh, it is highly, highly stressful at times, considering my uh, uh, anxiety issues and depression issues. But who cares, man? That's life, right? Everybody's got a problem. Everybody's got something that's going on, right? So, what is going on today? Uh, you know what? I woke up this morning and I had a flat tire. Not a fully flat tire. I, I, I started going to work and uh, I was driving on 10 pounds per square inch, which I'm told is not good. Uh, and so, it took me a while to find a place to take my car because even though my car is basically stock, uh, it came with 20 inch wheels, uh, you know, which was not like a, you know what? I would like to pretend like that's not something that helped sell it for me, but it was, I did want twenties. I'm lame like that. I know twenties aren't even cool anymore. Everyone's rocking 26s and 28s and 30. I mean, I would never drive something that ridiculous, but I did want the twenties and I'm paying for it ridiculously because nobody carries tires that fit on my car. They're not just 20 inch rims. It's some kind of random uh, thin walled bit. I don't know. Anyway, it takes forever for me to find a place that can change my tires or find new tires. So that was a whole ordeal today. Uh, and an expensive one. Um, but you know, I guess that's par for the course. Nobody likes getting the new tires or anything, but I just got home from there and I was watching the news and I saw this news story where there was a, a doctor. I don't know where, um, because I wasn't paying that much attention. I was thinking about how much money I was spending and trying to get a cup of coffee. But there was this doctor, I guess, an oncologist or something, and he's just been found guilty of treating like, upwards of 500 patients uh, by either making up that they had cancer when they didn't just to put them on chemotherapy treatments or uh, people that did have some form of cancer that could have been dealt with relatively easily, but he was like hammering them with high doses of chemotherapy just to make a dollar. That is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Like when I saw the news story, I didn't think it was real. I mean, who on earth would do that? I mean, that's insane. Like uh, being that obsessed with making money to where you would tell someone, a perfectly healthy person, that they have cancer and need round after round of chemotherapy to kill it. Whereas you get to make up how much chemotherapy they want because there's nothing wrong with them. I, mean, the, 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 I don't know if you know anybody that's had cancer and gone through chemotherapy, but it's not fun. I mean, it's a horrible situation to be in. Uh, you're sick and weak constantly. It's terrible. It's one of the worst things that you can go through that's actually supposed to be making you better. Uh, and this guy was putting people through it for nothing. 500 plus patients. It's insanity. DA asked for 175 years. Uh, I don't I don't know when they're going to do sentencing or not, but 
some of his former clients, I guess a couple of them showed up to ask for leniency. Uh, and I get that, I guess. Uh, I mean, <laughs> 175 years is a whole lot of years. Uh, I think old dude should be paying back money. I mean, I, I guess it's a, I'm an attorney. I'm aware that a criminal trial is not about money. There's all these civil cases you could deal with, but I guess he's not going to have any money to be paying out if he's sitting in the clink for 175 years. But, uh, that's a level of sickness. I just, I literally can't comprehend like that makes my head spin and want to explode. I don't even know why I'm telling you about it. You're probably better off having never heard that story. Uh, but money, man, money makes people do really, 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 really weird things. And it is a disgusting thing to see. Um, I all, you know, and I also, well, I'm not even going to talk about that because I know her and I'm not trying to get anybody mad at me, but I did have another friend that was, that is an attorney. He used the hashtag innocence costs more uh, to suggest why she charges more for people that are innocent of crimes than she does guilty ones. And I totally understand that in the sense of if someone walks into your office and is like, look, I'm guilty of this. I just want to plead this out. You know, all that that's paperwork and a phone call. So I get why that wouldn't be very expensive. But I think what she means, I hope what she means is that trial, you know, if you want to go to trial, that's going to cost you more than if you just want to get pled out. That makes more sense. But to call it innocence costs more is a little insensitive and kind of jacked up uh, of a thing to say. I mean, it's whatever. Uh, I apparently am the only person that thinks that a lot of people agreed with the idea and the post and the hashtag. Um, but it's one of those deals where it's like, God, man, I, I don't know. I'm not a huge. It's going to sound weird, but I really don't like money. Like I like having enough to get by. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not. Uh, give me every dollar I could possibly have. Super capitalist not my thing. Uh, I get it. I mean, to some extent, depending on what you're doing. Um, and don't let me be like, don't let me be on my moral high horse or anything. I work, uh, I'm an attorney for an oil and gas firm. We're spectacular people doing spectacular things, but I know a lot of people aren't for the whole drilling and fracking and all that stuff. And I don't actually even have a stance on it, which actually probably makes me pretty bad if you think about it. Uh, because I, I'm, just doing the job because it's something I find relatively simple to do. Uh, and it pays all right, you know, (laughs) but I haven't like thought too deeply about whether or not I think we're destroying the earth or changing the climate or anything. Uh, but it's also Oklahoma. And if you live in Oklahoma, you work in the oil and gas industry or your spouse does, or your parent or your child or your cousin, somebody does. That's what we do here. Uh, I mean, it's just that's the prevailing industry in the area. Uh, It's almost unavoidable. I mean, I was a public defender for years, um, which is its own set of struggles Uh, (laughs) uh, and stresses, which I ended up having to get out of because, again, me caring not that much about. No, I can't. Well, screw it. Me not caring that much about money. I feel less pressure in this legal arena because worst case scenario you make less money than you wanted to whereas 
uh, as a criminal defense attorney, it's if I mess that up or we have a bad argument or we have a bad case or whatever, you might go to prison for 50 years. Uh, and that's tough, man. That's tough for me, I guess, who is a, uh, I'm addicted to pleasing people. Um, I can't stand not being able to make someone happy or give them what they want. I'll do anything for that. Uh, and to kind of pour yourself out for that and then still have someone have to go sit in a cell for, you know, uh, 85% or 33% or whatever of 20 years or 25, 50 years, that's a heavy burden to wear, you know? And I absolutely applaud people that can do that, that can go to bat and battle, uh, every day for people with those kind of stakes. I mean, the world needs those people because everyone deserves, uh, fair representation and good representation in court, um, innocent or guilty. I mean, you don't want, you don't want a system railroading people, even if they're guilty of something, you want everybody following the correct procedures, uh, to make sure that, the system operates the way it should, because when you are that innocent person, you want to be able to have a little faith in it, um, which we don't have to necessarily get into uh, having faith in the system in these in this particular time uh, with all of the issues we see in the media with uh, police brutality or uh, racial profiling or racism and blah, blah, blah. Because uh, you've probably heard enough about that, and we probably don't have to talk about that too much. But I would say this little point. I, I was listening to uh, the Joe Rogan experience. I don't remember which episode it was, but they were talking about Joe, Joe Rogan. I do not know him. I'm going to refer to him as Joe, but you know we're not on a first name basis by any means. I'm just lazy like that. But Joe was talking about how uh, social media is this new media form. And uh, old media, you know, your television news or whatever, is trying not to get left behind. So they will take what is trending uh, and make that into real news. But social media is dominated by younger people, uh, especially like collegiate age people, 18 to 22, that kind of deal. So they are deciding, you know, 18 to 22 year olds are deciding what is going to be the real news and important to the entire country. Um, and I'm not trying to offend you if you are 18 to 22, but when I was 18 to 22, I didn't have the first clue of what I thought about anything. Uh, you don't, you don't know anything at that age. You don't have enough life experiences to understand what something is, uh, what is offensive, what's not offensive, why something is offensive. Uh, but they're the ones setting the table and, uh, we're forced to eat that. Uh, and that is a little bit crazy when you think about it. Um, now that is not to say that great things haven't happened because of it. I mean, a lot of things that are offensive to a lot of people are being attacked right now, uh, and put in places that I'm cool with. Uh, I should probably mention I'm an African American man. So I could do without the Confederate flag or whatever. Uh, but I also don't really care about the Confederate flag. Because I know if you stop waving at places, uh, 
government places, it's not going to matter. People are still going to buy it and do whatever they want to with it. Uh, and all that attacking it does uh, in the public is bring out the people that actually love it for the wrong reasons uh, and just causes all these fights that don't need to be had. Like, we already know who you are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we don't need you to jump out now and be like, hey, this is what I think. We get it. We can see you. We can tell. Uh, and so, you know, the, the attention brought to is probably unnecessary, but at the same time, it makes some people that need to think about it, think about it. And there's definitely a value to that. So I'm not knocking you young kids for setting the table all the way, but, you know, we should probably let the real food get on there as well. Uh, so, you know, the regular media needs to do their job. I mean, don't worry so much about what's trending. Go ahead and give us the real. Uh, like, for instance, today I was, again, watching the news. Um, there was the story about how like a couple million people that have worked, currently work, or uh, have applied to work with the federal government, got all of their information hacked, like their social security numbers were stolen, fingerprints were stolen, addresses, like all this sensitive information. Uh, and we apparently believe that it was China that did it. Um, but I mean, other than that particular news broadcast I saw, I hadn't really heard much about it and or seen anything about it on social media which is what is going to end up being on the old media later. And we probably need to know about that. Uh, if China is stealing all that kind of stuff, we need to figure out why they're doing that and stop that. Cause that is uh, not cool. Cause Lord knows we don't need China too angry with us. Cause we owe them a crap ton of money and we do not have it. Uh, so, you know, I'm not a war dude. But we should probably be on the lookout for some stuff going off pretty soon if places like China are jacking us for our information. So that's not cool. So anyway, I don't know what we're talking about the news and politics and stuff like that, because that is really not my forte. Uh, I know some stuff about it, but I don't really like talking about it. That is not my thing. I like to have a little more fun. Uh, with conversations than that, which is why I will normally have my beautiful wife with me uh, so I can kind of bounce things off of her. She's kind of the she's the serious one and I'm the the levity guy. Uh, so doing it all by myself uh, is a little weird, uh, but that's all right. So what else can we talk about? <clears throat> what are you guys doing, right? Who listens to this? When do you listen to it? Do you have any questions? I would love to have questions to respond to or a story you think is interesting I could talk about. Uh, what I would really love, really love, though, is if there are other dads or moms or anybody, really, uh, that are out there um, that just want to talk about being a parent or being in a married couple or a, a committed couple, committed relationship of any kind uh, that just have concerns or like things that come up repeatedly or, you know, whatever. I mean, we've all got 
really similar stories, I imagine. That's that you know, that's a lot of the reason I wanted to do this though. Is that uh I've spent a lot of my life uh thinking nobody really uh thinks like me or gets me. And I'm sure now that there's hardly anything especially unique about me. Uh, and so the whole kind of concept of this is to find out that I'm not alone in a little bit of the things I deal with on a day-to-day basis, uh, being anxiety, depression, um, couples issues, communication issues, intimacy issues, uh, parenting issues, any of that stuff. Like I have, like my son trip is four, uh, and he is not unruly per se, uh, but he, he definitely is a little bit hard headed. He doesn't like to do what he's told when he's told. He likes to drag it out a few more times, that kind of deal. Tell him to stop, does something a few more times, drives you crazy, then he eventually does stop. And so the thing is, why is it bothering me so much that there's that space? Like why, if I know I'm going to tell him to stop and he's going to do it twice more and then stop. Why is it so important to me that he stops doing those extra two things? Because I know he's going to stop. He's a good kid. He listens. You know what I mean? Like this is a kid that growing up would put himself in timeout. Like we wouldn't even do it. Like he'd do something crazy. We'd look at him and he'd just go to his room and sit down for a while and then come back out and be like, hey, I learned my lesson or, hey, I'm happy now. My bad. I mean, you know, like he's he's a legitly legitimately good kid. I love that guy. Uh, But he also drives me crazy from time to time. And I'm sure you have kids like that as well. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully my kid's not too weird. Sorry, taking a sip of this beverage. I know that's probably not kosher, but whatever. You're not listening to this anyway. <laughs> my daughter is gorgeous. I love her to death. Um, mind you, gorgeous is not the most important thing for a daughter. Uh, but she is 10 months old and doesn't do a whole lot. So I can't like tell you how glowing her personality necessarily is yet. Because I don't know a lot about it. But she is a big time smiler. Um, she doesn't really laugh. She like... She, she, it's like a muted giggle. She sounds like a person's been smoking for 20 years or something. Like it's really bizarre, but it's very cute. Um, but she, both of my kids really are massively into their mom. Uh, they want mom for everything. Uh, and they will, they will use me as a substitute if they have to. Uh, like when my daughter wants my, wants my wife to put her down for nap, sleep all the time. Uh, and not a huge fan of me doing it. Like if she wakes up in the middle of the night, I can kind of rock her back to sleep sometimes, but putting to her to bed at first, not going to happen. So what'll happen is, uh, my son also wants my wife to like cuddle with him, read him a book, all that kind of stuff before he goes to bed, but they go to bed at pretty much the same time. <laughs> so he will come out of his room and say, hey, dad, can you come lay with me in my bed until mom's done putting Caitlin to sleep? And then you can leave. <laughs> and it's like, you know, he doesn't really want me in there, but he wants someone there uh, just to hold the place for mom. 
uh, and that's actually, I mean, it's funny, but at the same time, like being this guy that's obsessed with making people happy and wanting people to get what they want and all this stuff, like it kind of hits a funny place for me to like know that anytime I'm doing something for one of them, it's like, yeah, just cause mom's not here. Uh, and it's like, it doesn't make, make me mad or make me sad or anything. It's whatever. But it, uh, it doesn't help I'll say, uh, with anything, but that's just cause I'm stupid and oversensitive and I get that. You know what I mean? I'm not holding that against them or anybody or my wife or anything. I think it's uh, I think we have a cute, wonderful little family. Uh, we have our problems like everyone does. Um, but it's fun, man. So what else is going on? Let's stop talking about that. Um, I've been reading a lot lately. Um, I recently uh, went through some kind of ups and downs with my, not my faith. My faith's been the same, but like with my, I don't know, religion, I guess. Uh, so I've been reading a lot of books and just trying to reframe everything um, and kind of take the belief system I was raised with and decide if it's still mine, you know, for my own and, uh, coming out with different things and having a lot of conversations with my parents, my sister and brother-in-law about what I think now, how I feel now. And it's been really cool, but, uh, it's led me to reading a lot of books like Timothy Keller, uh, uh, the reason for God. And that's a great book. I recommend to anybody. Uh, I mean, technically it's about having doubts, um, about God or Christian Christianity. Um, but it's a good book regardless. Like if you have doubts or not, um, if you have like serious doubts, like you don't believe in anything, um, I don't know how great the book would be for you. I think it'd still be good, but it's more of a, it's like a rationale situation. It's like a logic test. Uh, but, um, I just kind of like the way he thinks. So that's a good book. Uh, I've been reading Jefferson Bethke's book. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's, I don't know what it's called. It's decent. Um, I like that book too. And then, um, what else am I reading? You don't care what I'm reading. Um, so let's not even deal with that either. Uh, this is what happens by the way. If you start trying to record a podcast and you have absolutely no idea what you want to talk about, what the podcast is about, um, who you're talking to, why you're talking, uh, <laughs> it's not the best plan. Uh, it's, actually, it's not a plan at all. But here's the thing. I own microphones and recording uh, equipment because I used to make gospel music. So uh, it's here. So why not use it? I say used to, I guess I still make music. No, I don't. I don't really anymore. Um, it was kind of a, it was a fun hobby. It was what I would do with that though, is it's kind of the same thing with this and the same thing with the blog is I write things that sound like I'm talking to somebody else or writing for somebody else or, you know, whatever, but I'm really just talking to myself and giving myself information that I can go back to, uh, and see if I believe it's still kind of deal <laughs> or like how it affects me. Um, like a lot of times songs I've written blog posts I've written, I'll read them and be like, man, 
I don't even remember writing that, but like, I really needed to hear that today, which is bizarre. I get, and I don't know, I guess possibly, I think it's borderline narcissistic, uh, to write things for you to read later and to record songs for you to listen to later and make a podcast for you to listen to later because you're having a hard time finding other stuff you want to listen to or read or whatever. Um, that's kind of what it is like this this podcast is essentially a podcast of necessity i've been looking for i've been looking for a podcast for basically you know uh an an early 30 something or essentially anyone in the this millennial situation um it's married with kids and is talking about something and a lot of them that i found have been to me extremely boring (laughs) Or uh, they play to some audience too much. Uh, for guys, at least. I mean, because a lot of podcasts about parenting end up being about uh, women's pregnancies, which are, I mean, interesting, I guess. Uh, but having never been a woman or pregnant, I can't relate to them fully. Um, and then a lot of other ones are like hyper religious, like preachy almost. And I mean, that's what preachers are for. I just kind of want to know what like a person is thinking that isn't having to use all that terminology, like talk about uh, in this season of my life, I'm going through whatever. Like, shut up, man. Season. Like, you know, like something's happening with you. So feel free to talk about it. But let's not. I hate that stuff. So anyway, that's essentially what's happening and why this is going on. Um I'm never going to listen to this, though. I don't know why I acted like I would. Uh, I'll listen to it to see if it's terrible, and then I'll either delete it or post it. But uh, there's got to be somebody else out there that's like, man, I wish there was just like a person, a regular guy or girl, woman, sorry, uh, just talking about stuff and not trying to sound more profound than they are or more... um, important or official or whatever like I just want someone like I said earlier just giving you some real uh and so this isn't necessarily that right now because I'm not talking about anything but hopefully um I'll come back to you with a better plan uh (laughs) and some other things like that uh and my lovely co-host hopefully and uh, we'll grow from there together. This can be something special. Um, and I hope we all enjoy it. But in the meantime, there's no meantime, man. That's it. I love you guys. Even though I don't know you guys. Uh, this has been Will Jane for the Insert Name Podcast. A Between the Notes, A-Tone Entertainment Production. <laughs> I will talk to you next time.